Chicago. Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports, the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. It's our City Talk edition, being brought to you by our friends at David Solomon. They design unique t-shirts and merchandise with fun, thought-provoking messages. You can purchase these unique items through the Urban Fieldhouse Media website and via Facebook by searching the name David Solomon. We have joining us today on the S2S2 show some of the greatest minds in Chicago Public League basketball as a panel of guests representing the Chicago Public League Coaches Association. First guest, he is the co-executive director of the Chicago Public League Basketball Coaches Association as well as the president of the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. We welcome retired finger Titan head basketball coach Eugene Henry. Welcome, Coach Henry. And I want to emphasize that word retired. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Coach. Also joining us is a person we've had on the show numerous times, and we love to call her our living legend. She's a Hall of Famer in various halls. Also, the co-director of the Chicago Public League Basketball Coaches Association, as well as the head girls basketball coach of the 10-time state champion, Marshall Lady Commandos, we welcome the one, the only, Dorothy Gators to the H2S2 show. Coach Gators, welcome. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. We also have a man who was known as one of the best chess players in the city of Chicago. He's also coached some of the best in the public league with the likes of Kevin Garnett, Ronnie Fields, Michael Wright, and many others. We welcome the Farragut Admirals head basketball coach, Coach William Wolf Nelson. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Coach, you're going to have to teach me some chess moves because I'm terrible. <laughs> hey, I'm look, hey, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> we also have a man who served 18 years in the Chicago Public League as the head coach of Von Steuben. He's now one of the executive board members of the Project Education Plus. We welcome Vince Carter as well to the H2S2 show. Welcome, Coach. Welcome. Thanks, everyone. Glad to be here. And our next guest has made his mark in Chicago Public League coaching basketball programs at Frosted, Washington, Collins, South Shore. He's now done two stints with the Morgan Park Lady Mustangs. He's also the athletic director at the three-time boys basketball state champion or Spartans. Welcome Thomas T.J. Johnson to the show. Thank you very much for the introduction, but I have to add something. Now I'm at a new school. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're a finger. That's my list. You're a finger now? Yes. Uh, hey, well, you're a little closer to me, so I don't have to drive so far. Oh, <laughs> and we also want to acknowledge, we also have joining us, she is the Regional Athletic Director of Chicago Public Schools Sports Administration. We welcome Cynthia Irvin as well to the show. She's always been a supporter of the H2S2 show. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you. Glad to be here. 
Now, we got a lot to get into, Gene. I mean, we have discussions that have transpired with the governor and IHSA decisions surrounding high school basketball. But first, I want to give you an opportunity, Gene, to tell our listeners and followers more about the Chicago Public League Basketball Coaches Association. Well, we're an association that uh, really started, I had to go look back and see exactly when, but uh, the great Luther Bedford, uh, bless God bless his soul, and uh, Frank Hood, also Dot Dorothy Gators, and uh, Eugene Dink uh, got together and decided to kind of have a platform for coaches, a voice uh, for, our, for our public league coaches. And so Luther put together, I'm looking at an article of court Incorporation was in September the 8th, 1982, Dot, 1982. Right. Although I thought it was in the late 70s, but it was 82 that it happened. Yeah. And yeah. basically what we want to do, like I said, is have a platform for coaches, uh, you know, so that, uh, you know, they have issues or want to settle disputes, they have camaraderie and whatnot. And we're also here as a, you know, as a place where we can help, you know, sports administration. We like to help wherever we can with things that go on uh, because of, you know, they're, they're part of our family too. You know, uh, uh, Cindy, I've known, shoot her father for, you know, God bless his soul and the mom for, everybody's known them for, for forever. And uh, they're, they're part of the show and we're here to help them whenever they ask us to. And we hope that they would from time to time. So basically we, we're here to help out in that. We have activities that we have throughout the year. Our, our biggest would be the Hall of Fame induction that we have uh, right now our plaques are in limbo at uh, Chicago State but we have to get back into that but uh, we have uh, you know uh, players uh, the coaches administrators media people such as yourself um, officials teams and so on that we induct uh, we haven't had in a while our kids banquet I kind of missed that but it got kind of cost prohibited at the time that we uh, stopped doing that. But we still uh, uh, cater to them. We have our all-star game and we thank uh, Vincent and Tyrone Slaughter and Whitney Young, you know, the last few years for, you know, making sure that that goes through. So you, we usually have that as a stage for coaches to come and try and get scholarships and whatnot to see the, to see our players and whatnot. So we're, we're here for the coaches, whatever we can do to help out, to be a voice for them, that's what we want to have happen. And that's what we, we tend to try and do. Now, let's get into this thing of high school basketball here in the state of Illinois. On Tuesday this week, the governor of the state, Governor J.B. Prisker, announced that the Illinois Department of Health had changed basketball's risk level from medium to high risk. On Wednesday, the IHSA, Illinois Board, Illinois High School uh, Association Board held a special meeting involving winter sports, which includes basketball, then released the following statement. And I'm just going to read you a, a portion that concerns basketball. The Illinois High School Association Board of Directors made the decision today, which would have been Wednesday, to continue with the IHSA basketball season as scheduled in 2020-2021. In August, the board slated basketball to take place 
from November to February, based on the Illinois Department of Public Health assigning a medium risk to the sport. The IHSA Sports Medicine Advisory Committee offered additional mitigations, such as do masks during play and social distancing on benches, that the Sports Medicine Advisory Committee believed would allow basketball to be played safely. Coach Gator, in your years of coaching, have you ever had to deal with anything of this nature which has caused high school basketball to be in limbo? No one has seen anything like this um, unless you are more than 100 years old. So uh, this is all new. And I'm a proponent of following the scientists. So they say we can play and you have to have social distances on the bench. When you just left guarding somebody less than three feet, I mean, how does that work? You know, if I had a kid that was playing, I might be a little more sympathetic, but we have to step out of the box because this is an inherent danger, not only to our athletes, but to their families. Because when they leave you, that's what they're going. They're going back to older people. We have a lot of blended families. And I just don't think the risk reward is is worth it. Now, Coach Nelson, how do you address your players uh, now to help them deal with this situation in these times? How do you help? Well, like I said, I, I've, I've been trying to wrap my mind around that uh, from the time um, they start talking about sports, and I and you know I, I look at what's going on. I tell my kids. Um, you know, to be ready, you know, because I realistically don't expect this to go down. I mean, with all of the things that they're throwing our way, it, it, like Doc said, it's kind of tough to really envision how we would do this for the kids. And, um, you know, I, I say, well, I just have to wait to see what they come up with. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm looking for answers because I, I don't have any to give to the kids other than the negative, you know, uh, the fact that I really don't think that there's going to be a season. I mean, I'm trying to keep it as real as I can, but I talk amongst the coaches and amongst the adults, but uh, I hate to break that to a kid. All the information that's coming out now is still pointing to the same thing I thought before. Well, are we going to really have a season? You know, you, you know, the season that we might have may not be worth it. And Coach Johnson, I, I, I want to ask you, uh, you, as well as Coach Gaylord, you guys serve two roles as an athletic director and coaches. How has this affected you in both of those roles that you play? Well, um, my, my main concern has always been the health of the kids. I mean, as adults, I know that we want to play, but you have to think about what we're trying to do. And I thought from the very beginning that basketball and the reason that I started coaching basketball was for the kids. It wasn't for me or any other adult. And there's too many questions to be answered to even play, I believe. You know, for instance, we're on remote learning. So how are you gonna play? And we're on remote learning. 
Uh, you can't go to practice. As of right now, there's no uh, bus facilities to get the kids back and forth. Uh, it's a problem to get kids back and forth to practice. So there's a lot of things that's uh, involved in this. It's, you got to look at everything, not just you want to play. And Coach Carter, I want to ask you that the the prep program has a traveling basketball program, as I understand it, the Chicago Demons. Many AAU teams were able to play during this pandemic. Uh, what was your experience with the Demons this summer? And did you learn anything from those experiences that could possibly help the public league in any way move forward with basketball? So first of all, uh, once they allowed everyone to kind of go back into the gym, we did start our programming back up. Uh, we have teams from third grade all the way up to high school. So we had a unique opportunity to do some uh, online workouts with them to try to keep them busy. Uh, we, were, we entered this contest where uh, you logged in your minutes of how much exercise you did every day with uh, 18 other communities in Chicago. And we actually won the contest, which was great. They gave us a cash award, so that was good. I flew to Cancun. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but we did win the contest. Uh, so that's kept us busy until they let us back in the gym. Once we were able to go back in the gym, we did set up practice and workout times for each team. Each one of our teams have maybe eight to 12 kids on the team with their coaches. We let the parents decide whether they wanted them to come back and play or not. So, you know, my experience was the high school parents, I don't want to say they don't care, but you know how it is, it is all of us have been coached for a long time. If Coach Gator said come, or Coach Wolf says come, or Coach Carter says come, then the older parents kind of, they let them come. The parents of the younger kids on the team were a little more hesitant. And uh, some of them let them come uh, right away. Some of them let them come after a while. And it was a close group. So it was kind of mirroring what the uh, health department wanted you to do. Of course, now that works fine when you have a private, independent program where the parents decide. It's not the same as if you're in school, where it's a thousand, you know, depending on which school, anywhere from 500 to 4,000 kids in a building, it's a big difference between the two. So this summer, we were able to do some traveling uh, and play away. And, and it's pretty much the same. Uh, the same. Some parents let the, some parents didn't want the kids to play at all. Not, not a lot. Some kids allowed the, the, the uh, some parents allowed their kids to come to practice because it was the same kind of unique group all the time. But they didn't let them travel to go play. So it, it worked out. And uh, as the summer went on, as we got towards August, you know, we almost were at full strength. And then, of course, they shut everything down again, uh, like the second week of August. And so we've been operating on that, that pretty much, where we work out with the kids, the parents bring them. So, you know, it's not, it's not the ideal situation, but it's, you know, it, it's okay. Well, you know, last week we talked with uh, Jim Tracy and, and Matt Moreau, who are members of the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. And they was talking about the 20 contact days that the IHSA offers. I want to get any of you coaches can uh, chime in on this. 
the the fact that the district uh, representative from CPS didn't allow those contact days to be offered to CPS coaches in various sports, how does that hinder the building of your program? And are you fearful that kids might want to go elsewhere to play? I'll go first on that one. So I, I just think that the kids, you know, I, I, we don't give the kids enough credit, especially the high school kids. They understand the importance of what's going on, just like they probably know somebody who's been affected by violence. I'm sure they probably know somebody that's been affected by this virus. So I, I think the kids are a lot smarter than what we give them credit for. Yes, it's tough on them. And yes, they've been probably ringing our phones trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to get a scholarship or go to college and everything. So all we can do is reassure them that everybody's in the same boat at this point. The 20 contact days, you know, it was tough, but, you know, they can't figure out how to open the school. What's the 20 contact days going to do? They didn't allow us to have the 20 contact days. Do you really think that they are going to allow us to have a season? And 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 that that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. Is that any growing concern for you about losing players at all? You know what? I, I thought the same thing about the contact days, but I also thought the same thing about the virtual learning. Because uh again, I, I teach math and I'm doing this thing virtually um all day. We think about the fact that if you're virtual and you can't even get in the building, let alone talking about the contact days, you, you won't be able to have a practice, a trial, or anything. What's the point of what they're talking about? This season, uh, I, I just can't see them realistically being serious about us saying that, well, the season is going to be going on their schedule. I don't even know who I have. You know, I mean, some people play year round uh, as best they can, but with the pandemic shutting everything down, I haven't seen my kids. You know, you just hope that the kids will even be enrolled in school. I even had a kid that had a 4.7 GPA and he, because of the virtual learning thing, dropped out of school. I said, wow, you're a senior with a 4.4 a GPA and you drop out? You know, and he told his mother before he would do virtual learning, he'd get a job. So it's affecting teams in a lot of different ways, it's affecting uh, programs in a lot of different ways. And again, it's affecting my mental because I don't know whether to get ready for a season or not get ready for a season. So it's definitely putting us at a disadvantage. I, if, if you're only going to allow 50 people in a gym, even less for practice, how do you even have a tryout? Well, we're just right. talking about varsity teams. Right. You know, I think that's a, the logistics of all of this just are not making, you know, we don't see it. Now, you know, I, I worked for the board for 40 years, so I know they're, they're good at putting out like rules, but they never really kind of always give you the information on how to implement those rules. So then you're kind of forced to come up with your own plan. But I'm looking at, okay, so maybe we know our varsity players. And maybe we even know some of our sophomore players. But what about the players that didn't play their freshman year that want to come out and play now? And what about all the incoming freshmen? What are, what are we doing with all of them? How do we get all of them into a building to practice, to even have a team? So it appears, and I could be wrong, 
but it appears like everything is revolving around just the varsity programs at each school. I don't think the under programs are, you know, I mean, if you got the six, nine freshmen coming in, you probably knew that already. <laughs> right, but, exactly. yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, you don't really know the other kids. Now, Gene, I want to ask you, there's been a lot of discussion on how not playing sports may or may not affect uh, student athletes at this time. Uh, has the IHSA or uh, the CPS representatives from IHSA or even the CPS Sports Administration been working with the association on things to help uh, student athletes deal with this? Well, I got a couple of hats here. With the IBCA, we had a group that met with the IHSA rather regularly on what was happening. Uh, in terms of uh, CPS, not with us as yet, although we do have a meeting with them coming up uh, in a couple of, in a few days, we are meeting with them. But uh, this, this affects kids, it affects everybody. Hell, nobody's, it like sure does. Said, it sure does. nobody's yes. been through this before, unless you're a hundred and whatever number of years old. And uh, the thing I hate about all of this when anything, especially with the pandemic, is that our kids need something to do. Uh, Remote is not is not cutting it. I I, I mean I, it seems to me like we'll lose kids even with the remote learning. And I understand we need to be safe. You know yeah. that's hey, that's first and foremost. Don't get me wrong. But I I think we're gonna lose some kids even with that uh, because of that. Uh, uh, Wolf just mentioned he missed yeah four point four a yeah. senior yeah. and yeah. you you drop out. I mean that's yeah. I mean that's that's just crazy. But uh, Kids need something to do. I don't know what can be done. I haven't coached in, well, it's about 20 years now or whatever, but if, if I was still coaching, how much Zooming can I do? You know, Vince mentioned that they have a contest. Now that was, that was good uh, to have something like that, but they need something extra to do. And this pandemic is, the pandemic has kind of eliminated uh, doing any of that. And uh, what could be done or could have been done or, should be done. I always talk about the three W's. The wear, you know, wear a mask, you know, watch your distance, wash your hands. There are too many people that don't take this seriously, the pandemic. And I think if everybody would adhere to what needed to be done, maybe we wouldn't have these spikes. Maybe we'd have got something under control. Maybe not. Who knows? We don't, we've never been here before. So, uh, you know, it just, we don't have answers. Nobody has a, has a, straight uh, definite answer on, on how this is going to pan out. Coach Gators, I wanted to ask you, if, if for, your, for those young coaches who are just starting out in this and now they have to deal with this, what advice can you give a young coach just starting a program at one of the CPS schools and are really trying to wrap their head around how to move forward? Well, basically just to be patient. I think that um, most of the objections against resuming play will come from the younger coaches because, you know, they're just so enthusiastic and, you know, they just got so much pent up. They just, you know, they're just waiting to let it go. But um, if you consider the safety, because it's so easy to drop your guard 
uh, you know, and, and the weather has something to do with that. A nice bright day, you may say, oh, let me run over here, you know, and, and not put your mask on because this virus is not painted green and we can't see it. We tend to forget that it is there. It is there. And so we just have to encourage them just to be more patient and just to consider their safety as well as the safety of their athletes because it's so many questions that are that haven't even been asked you know relating to how we can safely how we can safely do this and i i don't think we can safely do it right. we, we and and cps schools has so little resources in comparison to some of our suburban counterparts and and we're just gonna have just an added burden because these they don't even want to provide transportation right and so uh, i heard wolf mention earlier that one of his kids had dropped out i have a kid you know she's going to some other school so she can graduate fast graduate fast but what you gonna do so uh virtual college fairs is something that i have been you know trying to m make our students aware of how, how how much they're following up i don't have any data but i thought that that was a wonderful idea and something to kind of keep them busy and gene what would be the message that you want to send out to your coaches of the chicago public league basketball coaches association well, that, that mentioned one, and that's being patient. But the other thing is to continue to encourage everybody, not just your, your own players, but everybody around to, to, uh, to uh, practice those protocols to try and, you know, stem this. Because uh, uh, we don't know when a vaccination or, you know, a vaccine will, will come into play. But to try and practice safe uh, protocols and don't, and don't take things for granted. Uh, you may be asymptomatic or whatever, and you know you don't feel anything. But if you have it, the older people are going to get. It. Somebody's going to get it, and uh, you're risking other people's lives when you do that. So my my thing is to practice safe protocols for now. Just 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 hold on and wait, because we can't do anything physically about it in terms of stopping it, because we don't know uh, you know how to do that, and we're not the experts. So uh, I'm in I'm. You know, our coaches and everyone, if we had a way of doing this where it was safe, we'd follow whatever that would be to have a season. And, you know, I'd be for that if it was safe. But right now, I don't see it being safe or in now or in the future right now because it's spiking up uh, right now. And, right. You know, and that's, uh, that's a big concern I got uh, with that. But uh, basically, don't take this for granted, you know, this, this disease. Uh, do not. Okay. Now, before I let you all go, we always allow our guests an opportunity to acknowledge those who have supported you in the roles that you play at your high schools and in your basketball programs. And starting with you, Coach Gators, what would each of you like to say to your families, players, the parents, uh, and your coaches during this time? Coach Gators? Oh, well, I'd like to say uh, to to my parents, players, everyone that you mentioned, that uh, I'm I'm so grateful, thankful, and blessed, 
uh, to have had them as part of our programs. Uh, Eugene knows that uh, with our MLK, because he helps uh, uh, three of my most dedicated uh, volunteers, their kids have graduated from college in 10 years or more, and they still come back and help and support us. So I just appreciate the help and support we've had, and we know that it will resume. But the whole thing is we, we want this to be safe. We want this to be safe for as many people as, as we can possibly reach. Jean? Well, first of all, let me thank my wife, you know, for let me, <laughs> for all the time that I spent away, you know, doing all these kind of things. Uh, I'm still, some, some say that I'm more busy now than I was when I'm retired. I don't know, I mean, when I was coaching, but I don't know how that's, that's possible, although I'm always doing something. But but uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to those who have been here before us, you know, the Luther Beffers, the John McLendons, and uh, the, the, the Jim Foremans, and all of those great coaches. And, uh, you know, we got the Frank Hoods and the Eugene Dink has, has, has left on, the Sonny Cox, the Bob Hambricks, all those guys who were before that, who are our, my friends, and they're gone. I thank them for, for this, because this is, Basketball has been a family. You know, this has been a family to us. And in that regard, I have to thank also uh, Dick Village from Finger, who uh, I had no idea I was going to coach. You know, I was just had, there helping. And all of a sudden, oh, you got this. And, you know, 30-something years later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're doing it. So uh, I appreciate that. But I, I, I thank all of, all of those past and present uh, with, uh, with this. And... Uh, it's, 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 it's been great, and we're still in it, and we're going to be in it. I promise Luther that I'd stay here until there's no breath left in me with this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and keep this going as best I can. Coach Nelson, who you want? Yeah, uh, no, no doubt. Um, I, I echo everything that they've said. Um, with Gene, again, um, me being an older coach, um, this is my 30-plus year. Uh, so I'm the oldest male coach, the oldest boys coach, and not the oldest girls coach. I really appreciate having those people around that showed me early on the way to, to do what I do and try to do it with class. And, and that, that's, that's a good thing. I appreciate the support from my administration. I got a new assistant principal that's really into the sport and uh, is willing to do anything she can do to keep me going. Because I tell her, I say, I don't know how much long I got left, but I'm gonna, whatever I got, like Gene said, I'm going to give you what I got. Whatever I got, I'm going to give it up and whatnot. So by me being a teacher as well as a coach, I, I, I continue to try to play both roles and try to motivate those kids to maintain their academic excellence as well as their basketball skills. And, and uh, I appreciate them and their family for being patient throughout this pandemic because... Uh, I had one that sort of gave up, and we're still working on him. And I'm hoping that um, they, they all hang in there and, and think that, that, you know, around the corner, you know, it's going to be better days, you know. But right now, we're all in the same boat. There's not much we can do about it, but just wait it out and be safe. You know, because I'm a diabetic myself. I, I consider going back in as a teacher. And you know that those kids are coming from those different households, you know, um, you know, so I got to feel the same way as far as coaching. I can't think just for well, teaching. I don't want to go in that building because, as Dot said, CPS don't have a lot of uh, facility. I mean, a lot of, you know, stuff to, like the suburban teams do and a lot of suburban schools have. But I say, well, we'll, I just have to be patient, just like I'm asking my kids to be patient. And I appreciate them for being patient. 
Coach Johnson. Well, I like to thank everyone that has supported me and I've supported. Uh, and I would like to thank all the administrators that has allowed for me to coach in their building, knowing that I didn't work in their building. Uh, my little story, every team that I've coached at, I've never worked at. So, you know, that's, that's a blessing right there because that's not happening in today's society. You know, so I'd like to thank everyone that supported me and I support it. Coach Carter. So first I wanna uh, thank all the uh, more experienced than me coaches. I, I don't wanna say old, so I, I say that. <laughs> uh, you know, when I first started coaching, uh, uh, I used to come to all the meetings because uh, Mr. Lewis, who was the head coach, he coached another sport. So I just used to come to all the basketball meetings uh, as the sophomore coach. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I watched the, how um, uh, Luther and uh, Dorothy and Gene and Landon and those guys, we, I watched how they uh, kind of ran things. So I learned a lot from that. And so I appreciate that. Then it was a group of us, and Wolf was one of those people, and uh, Mike Oliver, and Tyrone Slaughter, and Rob Smith, and mm -hmm. Chris Head. We all were kind of sophomore coaches together for a little yep. bit. You know, now Wolf, Wolf sent his uh, head coach back off to the golf war so he could be the first, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he could be the first head coach out of the group. But, uh, but we had a camaraderie that just yes. stuck all the way from yes. being a sophomore coach to each one of us became a varsity coach. Yeah. So I like that. Then, because I don't want to be one of those people ever to just complain about stuff and just walk away. You know, I, I took an interest in being in the coach association and the IBCA, I'm on that board and any other board that some, I can't say no to people for some strange reason. But, um, you know, the younger coaches or the coaches that have less experience than, than we do, you know, I, I, they come to us and I appreciate the fact that they value our opinions, you know, and, 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 and I like that kind of stuff. And the lastly, you know, the parents, this goes for my parents or the kids that I teach and or I taught and, and, and I still teach and the parents of, uh, you know, the kids that I coach, um, uh, their, their respect and I'll say somewhat admiration or whatever you want to call it. Of, of that I'll do a good job. Uh, I respect that a lot. I mean, I, I didn't want to be on Facebook and somebody said, go on Facebook, you'll see all your, you know, you'll see all your old players. So I got on Facebook and then I started seeing my old friends. And, and so I have 5,000 Facebook friends. I have to like eliminate people just to put somebody else on there. So it's a lot of students that I didn't realize, you know, I, I won't say they hated me, but everybody thought I was kind of a mean teacher. <laughs> but, you know, they send their kids back and kids that I coach are sending their kids. Can they still play on the demons? And I help them with their math, I tutor. So all of those, all of those things kind of make you a person. Uh, I've been trying to move to Los Angeles for like the last 10 years. And every time I go to the airport, it's one of them was sitting, sitting there at the uh, desk talking about, uh, I want to see your return flight. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with this. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and, and Coach Carter, that, that's some great stories, man. But uh, I just want to add, don't delete me as a friend. I want to stay on that Facebook list. <laughs> you're, you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> uh, thank you, Coach <laughs> Well, we would like to thank all of our special guests, these members, and great minds of the Chicago Public League Basketball Coaches Association for joining us on the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. We appreciate your time and welcome all of you to come back. Just come back. I got each and every one of you contact information so you can't escape me now. Come on back, man. We'd love to have and talk real talk with you real soon, man. Thank you guys for joining us. Now, you can always listen to a Pulse of the Day show, along with many of our past shows and segments by visiting the Urban Fieldhouse Media website. That's urbanfieldhousemedia.com. Another great way to listen to the H2S2 show is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play, as well as following us on SoundCloud. You can find us on all of those under the name Urban Fieldhouse Media. Holler at us every Saturday afternoon. As always, God loves you, and we do too. Until next time, I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey saying I'll at you next week. Hey, let's mask up, go vote, and be heard, Chicago. Peace. High School Holler. Here we go.